future of the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe remains under a cloud with his chances of being appointed for a second term looking increasingly unlikely. But as the axe hangs over his long career, there's still no word on who might replace him and inherit the risk of a recession, of course, by the end of the year. I'm joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, Philip Lowe is hardly the most popular man in the country at the moment, given 12 interest rate rises since May. So does he have much of a future at the Reserve Bank? Well, morning, Tom. Uh, Unpopular, yes, because like most other central bank bosses around the world, Philip Lowe's been using the interest rate sledgehammer to fight runaway inflation, maybe the 13th hike next month, and he'll probably lose his job because he's been doing his job. Now, the biggest misstep, though, was at the height of the pandemic, infamously signalling the RBA's cash rate would probably stay near zero until 2024. Of course, it's now 4.1%. So, yes, Philip Lowe looks unlikely to get a second term, though there's an extreme outside chance he might get a short extension. Uh, There has to be a decision uh, in July. His term expires in September. September. Um, in the meantime, RBA watchers like Tim Harcourt, chief economist at UTS, has been assessing the field of potential candidates. It's a possibility that the Treasury Secretary, Stephen Kennedy, might be appointed, and that allows Jenny Wilkinson to go into the Secretary-Treasury job from finance, which she would be very good Treasury Secretary. Jenny Wilkinson herself has been thought of as an RBA governor. I wouldn't rule out Guy Bell coming back, a former Deputy Governor, a very able economist. Uh, he may be lured back from Twiggy Forest and Fortescue to be the governor. And there's also a possibility of someone overseas, maybe from the Bank of Canada, or someone from academia. But is there any chance, maybe just an outside chance, that Philip Lowe might get a very short reappointment? Well, if anything, him being reappointed would be now the sort of dark horse scenario, given some of the constant public criticism that the government really hasn't reined in. And I don't think why you'd subject the governor to that sort of treatment if you weren't going to think about someone else. I don't know why you would have allowed, you know, the dogs off the leash, so to speak, uh, in terms of public comment. UTS Chief Economist Tim Harcourt there. Peter Ryan's with us. Peter, as Tim Harcourt says, the federal government hasn't been totally supportive uh, given the attacks on Philip Lowe. It's interesting what you said a minute ago he might lose his job for doing his job. I mean, could it be in their interests to leave him there to take the heat, given there is a recession, a recession rather, potentially on the horizon? Well, that's another theory, but also a bit unlikely, I suppose, given that the Reserve Bank Review recommends major change and it might take a new person to do it, which also raises the possibility of an internal appointment. Uh, Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock, uh, her name's been mentioned, but she's also very hawkish on inflation, suggesting the jobless rate needs to rise to 4.5% to get inflation under control, highlighting that any RBA governor would be like Philip Lowe and probably also raising rates. Warren Hogan, economic advisor to Judo Bank, says there's also the aspect of who would actually want the job, given the pressures, but he also agrees the chances of Philip Lowe surviving are pretty remote. Well, it appears virtually impossible for the government to extend his term. So it looks like we'll be getting some sort of replacement. The question is who uh, and where are they from? The problem is, is that this is probably the most difficult time for monetary policy makers. And that raises the issue of who would want the job and uh, are they up to it? Given the high profile nature of this, we haven't really had any leaks. We really haven't heard any names. What, what's that telling us about the process going on behind the scenes? Tell us me that it's 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 proving hard to find the right candidate there's a real issue with adverse selection here i reckon and that is the kind of person who'd want the job at this stage of the game might not be the right person uh, and the kind of person who is right for the job realizes how 
problematic it is to come in right onto the fire of monetary policy and all the associated potential criticisms you're going to get from the community if you do have to continue raising rates. So I suggest that the, the government's struggling to find a suitable candidate, which does open the door to the, the prospect that Lowe might get a, a short extension of a year or so. And this means they have to pick the right person. If they pick anyone who seems to be at all politically tainted or biased, then that's a disaster. And I think we'll see that quickly show up in financial markets. So the government's got to be be careful here. This is a really important appointment. Yeah, pressure's on, and we'll, I guess we'll know soon. Warren Hogan, their economic advisor to Judo Bank. Peter Ryan, if Philip Lowe doesn't get reappointed, what's he going to do? Well, Philip Lowe has said he'll do whatever the Treasurer asks him to do, but if he doesn't get the gig, expect a gracious departure. Of course, a million-dollar salary means his superannuation is looking pretty good at the moment, so no need to rush, but you'd imagine he'd be in high demand for academia or investment banking and maybe even a candidate for another central bank overseas who might need a new governor given what's going on in the world at the moment. So okay. who, who knows? I guess we'll see. You're saying you probably won't be out of a job, though. Uh, Peter Ryan there, the ABC's senior business correspondent, joining us there.